Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Join late-night legend John Stewart and the best news team for today's biggest headlines, exclusive extended interviews, and more. Now this is a second term we can all get behind. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. Welcome back to Coast to Coast AM. I am Lisa Gar, and my guest, C.J. Llewellyn, who is the author of a book called Chakra and the Vagus Nerve, has dedicated most of her life to communicating about this very central communication system in our body called the vagus nerve. And because the book's titled Chakras and the Vagus Nerve, I have to ask you, CJ, what is the relationship between the vagus nerve and the chakras? It's, it's, it's frankly quite mind-blowing. Um, I started to see it. Now, I am a Reiki master, and I am an intuitive. I started to see, uh, as I would tra- uh, process some trauma through, through clients, their messaging systems and uh, just these areas of their bodies that were processing through maybe making the meaning were all aligning with where the vagus nerve is along the chakras. Hmm. And um, I just worked like that for years before I realized, oh my gosh, there's a book in here. (laughs) So most Um, of the people you saw, the central location of the trauma was usually all along this nerve. Um, not always, but there was a predominant messaging that seemed to be taking place. So um, I started breaking down the, uh, the, the root chakra, the sacral chakra, the solar plexus, uh, is what I, I was calling in my head sort of the essentials, because that seemed to be where the messaging of early childhood wounds, what we call attachment, 
uh, wounds were were processing, mm-hmm. and the lower the more uh, the memories were not able to be recalled, but they were feeling them in their bodies. We call that implicit memories. So you know things that happened to us as a baby um, that we ha- held information in our bodies, but we didn't have the brain capacity yet to have a more logical or explicit memory. Mm-hmm. So it was watching the messaging that was going along with the root chakra, the survival, that sacral chakra is the, the chakra of connection. And that solar plexus is that sort of identity, you know, the mind, uh, I call that in the book, the mind uh, chakra. And then as we get up into the heart chakra, the throat chakra, the third eye and the crown, just as we were just talking about, that's ventral vagal activity. That is where the ventral vagal nerves are, um, the, that portion of the uh, vagus nerve. That's our safety. So while there may have been memory stored in certain areas of that uh, body, that, those energy centers, there's also a lot of restoration that starts occurring once we process the trauma out, people are making meaning. Um, there was a lot of heart chakra opening up. People were able to communicate suddenly and speak where maybe the, as children they were, they felt their voices weren't heard and they were told to be quiet. Um, things would loosen up. So it was really powerful and it was moving to see this this information center while, and, and frankly, I'll be honest with you, I think they're, they're one in the same system. I just think one is what we can put our hands on. You know, our vagus nerve is something that we can actually see and study. <laughs> uh, the etheric energies seem to extend outward from the vagus nerve. Huh. We, we can't measure them as easily, mm-hmm. but they are there. They are there. They're, they're experienced all the time. We know this, and, and a lot of the people that are listening know this because they've had these experiences. Well, you know it as also a Reiki master and an intuitive where you're able to, I mean, tell me how that, you experience the intuitive part of it. So uh, I hold a lot of space for my clients to start feeling comfortable with their own intuition. Um, that's where I hold back on my own um Engagement, because I don't want to feel like I am taking their uh, disempower. I don't want to feel dis- like I'm disempowering them. I want them to start really understanding, because I I so believe we we are all intuitive if we listen. We all have these gifts. Um, I want them to start really feeling that comfort in their body, feeling the messaging in their body. But I'm watching this. You know, as I'm Mm -hmm. working with them, I'm watching this process um, and I'm hoping, hopefully helping them to facilitate some of that intuitability. But, you know, I would just, I would just see it and I would kind of hold the space for them to really drop down and listen because all in all intuitive processing, mediumship, Reiki, anything that has that, those spiritual components about it. You have to drop down into your body to hear and see the messages. And that's where, to me, the psychological is a spiritual. Because it is our bodies that are intuiting, whether we're doing mediumship work, whether we are 
listening to the uh, the chakras and the auras as we're working through, you know, processing with Reiki, we're utilizing the messaging through our own body, even though we are reaching beyond the body for healing as well. It's got to be very, I mean, satisfying to see people unlock this level of trauma in their body really truly light up and go from pain to expansion it when it yeah. works when it actually it, works it absolutely is and mm-hmm. um what happens is they have more room they mm-hmm. have more room to access their own light mm-hmm. their own soul um and i i i also very much believe that the soul within us and and i have to be careful with that because I am there to meet people where they're at within their own spiritual journey. So I'm not in there, you know, talking about soul all the time because I have people who don't, you know, who believe, you know, that, that we are, once we're dead, we're gone. I, I, right. I, I cannot, um, you know, reconstruct that for them at all. That wouldn't be right for me. But this, this light within us, I feel, is really directing a lot of, and needs to have the expansion within it to have its experience in this world. And we can get so bogged down because our very human aspect of us is trying to keep us safe. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, yes, that's to me spiritual. Doing the trauma work is spiritual. Oh, my goodness. I mean, but the also this trauma, when it gets lodged in the body, can it manifest into physical pains or um, bones, discs, (laughs) things like that? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, sometimes, uh, you know, and if, if it's held on to too long, I always feel like the more we try, you know, I tell my clients this all the time, the more you're trying to stuff this down, the harder it's getting in your body. Oh, wow. You start, you know, developing bowel obstructions. You start developing neck pain. Your fascia holds on to things. Um, that's, you know, you start getting... Um, experiences within your fashion that might be pain that is really registering a lack of safety but you think you're having a medical issue um mm-hmm. so yes it absolutely does mm-hmm. so it can fully register in the body and manifest and where um when you could think it's a physical problem or a disc problem or something and you go to someone who's a trauma therapist such as yourself and you can find that it's actually all stored in this vagus nerve. And there's a lot of science behind this too, which is really interesting. But you put it together with the chakras and the Reiki and, and the mediumship, and you really bring it all into one place. So I also, you all um, use, I noticed you use a lot of EMDR techniques. What is the, um, what is EMDR and how does that relate to this? Um, so EMDR is, yes, it's one of my modalities that I'm trained in. That's the use of bilateral stimulation um, to clear things out of your body. Um, Francine Shapiro developed this back in the 90s. Now, back then, polyvagal theory was just emerging as well. So we had all these really cool theories, you know, kind of growing up side by side. Um, we knew uh, EMDR therapists knew wow, when we um, process out a trauma using eye movement, back in the day it was eye movement that mimicked REM sleep, that there was, a, there was really evidence of the disturbance being alleviated from the body. Well, now we know through polyvagal theory that the ocular nerves uh, through that bilateral stimulation or sending blood flow down into the body. And so that's, that's helping to work everything through. Um, that's a really big term. But, you know, that's helping to really process out whatever might be stuck in there. Um, and with, you know, EMDR, the basis of EMDR, eye movement desensitization and reprocessing, was developed because Francine Shapiro noticed her eyes were going back and forth when she was thinking about something deep. Mm. She was working through a problem. 
And, you know, isn't that really how all great things are discovered is, is, is something that, that's occurring within you and you realize, oh, hey, this might be a thing. <laughs> yes, actually, that's my question for you is how did you get into this? So I just, um, I was drawn to the, the communication aspects. I really did not think that I would ever be a trauma therapist. Right. All I knew is I wanted to work with women. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. working with women also meant that there was a lot, <clears throat> excuse me, there, there was a lot of um, sexual trauma mm-hmm. within Yes, uh, I, that. I do the same thing. I coach women and I hear about it all the time. It's, it's yeah. Um, that, that's a tangent we can go off. Yes. But, but that is what led me down the path of, I need more. I need more information. Mm-hmm. I need uh, ways to help this. And that's what uh, led me to finding modalities that were going to help me, you know, clear this out and help me even understand what it was. Because I also work with addictions and eating disorders. And that's, that is a problem in itself because it becomes a problem. But it's really the attempt at, at solving another problem. Um, you know, this substance abuse, mm-hmm. generally one way of trying to manage an oversensitive system, um, a, a traumatized system. It's trying to, in some ways, you know, modulate that. Yes. And so it led you into finding exercises and ways to release this pain and actually, I do understand what you're talking about. I do story coaching with women and I hear the most horrific stories and through the, what they've learned on the other side of their stories, are they able to heal? And by telling it over and over again to people that they can help circumvent that same type of journey or learn a way out of it is healing for them. But this experience here gets into where the trauma is stored and starts to release it, actually starts to release it. So could you tell us some of the techniques that you use to start releasing the trauma? Well, um, I use, uh, I think that it's important to, to know that before we go in and actually work through the trauma, what people see is, you know, uh, identifying trauma, doing the EMDR on it, we have to assess if that's how that person feels safe, if that person has ever felt safe. So we have to develop um, part of the training as a trauma therapist is to really help that person understand what is safety for them, notice if they're going into dorsal vagal shutdown, how they're doing, how they're dissociating. So there's a lot of preparation and uh, I use a lot of these uh, examples in the book as to some of the ways that I've helped clients develop resources for themselves. Um, that when we do start touching those soft spots of the trauma, they can help themselves stay present to the processing while we're working it out. But if we go right in there right away and extract it, their system is used to just shutting down. Mm, yeah, they it's too much. Techniques. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so part of the, the first uh, aspects of approaching uh, anybody, helping them uh, alleviate trauma, is helping them feel safe enough to actually allow for that trauma processing to happen. 
Um, but I do, I'm, I've, I do a lot of EMDR and I also do a lot of internal family systems, um, which is really amazing. What is that? Um, it, well, internal family systems to me is a very spiritual process. It, it, it gets to know these multiple aspects of our identity, who we are as people. We are not one person uh, walking around in the world. We develop multiple identities, personalities, um, that help us engage with the world. These are our parts. But our parts kick in early, and some of them are pretty burdened in the beginning. If they're trying to get through childhood, having to do things um, that they're not capable of doing, but they're trying to protect the system, prior to them understanding that we have a higher self, that we have that light, that soul light that I was just referring to. So getting, because sometimes it's hard to do the other work because we have these amazing protectors that won't let you in. So those are the child parts. Those are the parts we get to know. We get to help them uh, understand that they are so safe. They get to know that they have a higher self in here, a higher, wiser you know, light within us that can actually be the one that's present because our soul can be present to a lot in this world and not be turned around by it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it, we, we know this. It feels like there are so many different approaches to trauma. Mm-hmm. And and I'm looking forward to the next hour where we could take calls from people who have feel like they have trauma stored in their body, but they want they want to find out the connection to how they can release it in the vagus nerve or how that can move out of their body. And it's, it could be just create more space for people. That's not a tough technique, but it has great, great um, expansive possibilities in order to get someone to a little bit more freedom, a little bit more space in their life, right? Yes, absolutely. Safety. And Mm, that is the key to Anything, any pursuit in our life, we cannot pursue things unless we feel safe. If we're feeling mm-hmm. safe in our mind and we feel safe in our body, we can become more spiritual because we can access more because we're safe. Mm-hmm. Um, safety is, is primary to us as humans. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. Is he breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. 
John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Join late-night legend John Stewart and the best news team for today's biggest headlines, exclusive extended interviews, and more. Now this is a second term we can all get behind. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.